passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day, every day, with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in, WIP Daily, August 14th, Monday morning. Joe Giglio still on vacation. He will be back with us tomorrow. I'm Tucker Bagley filling in. And listen, I woke up this morning. I have notes from the Eagles preseason opener. I was ready to go through that, dissect it all with you guys. And then I turn on my phone, I check Twitter, and I see James Harden saying this about Daryl Morey and the Philadelphia 76ers. Daryl Morey is a liar, and I will never be a part of an organization that he's a part of. Let me say that again. Daryl Morey is a liar, and I will never be a part of an organization that he's a part of. So that was James Harden talking about Daryl Morey, talking about the Sixers, his current employer, maybe not for long, and just feels like another step in the slow and tedious downfall of this team and, unfortunately, the process. And there's a lot of characters involved in this. We're going to start with James Harden. We'll get to Daryl Morey and even Joel Embiid um, before the show is over. But we're going to start with Harden and kind of where he is now at this point of his career, because it's kind of fascinating to look at where he was when he was with Houston to kind of where he's fallen to now, because you go back to to two or three years ago, he forced his way out of Houston. He he wanted to go to Brooklyn and the Nets offered him three years, $160 million to stay. They, They offered him an enormous contract extension. He turned it down and the Nets weren't necessarily worried. They thought, why wouldn't he want to stay here? He's going to figure it out. We're going to figure it out together and certainly he's going to be here for the long term we all know how that worked out how that core between James Harden and Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant all fell apart and now the Nets 
are sitting there with none of them, with Kyrie Irving now in Dallas, with James Harden with the Sixers, and obviously Kevin Durant currently playing for the Phoenix Suns. And he then forced his way out of Brooklyn, right? He, he came to the Philadelphia 76ers, said he only wanted to play here, only wanted to play with Daryl Morey, who he now apparently isn't on the, the best of terms with. But Daryl Morey went and picked him up at the airport. It, it felt like, you know, two guys who were in the thick of it in Houston together, they had each other's backs. They were, you know, one and two or one and one A when it came to that that Houston franchise and the run of success that they had, albeit not with the championship, but they, they had a, a decade of legitimate playoff contention and they were back together. They were reunited finally. Felt like James Harden, at least what he said was this is where he wanted to be all along. He always wanted to be reunited with Daryl Morey and as a result, after that first season, after the Sixers lost in the second round of the postseason last year to Miami, he took a team-friendly deal, right? He opted out. He had a, a player option. He opted out. He took about $8 million less so the Sixers could work around him, so the Sixers could build and add guys like P.J. Tucker and Daniel House. And whether or not you think those guys were effective, James Harden did do the Sixers a favor by not kind of holding their feet to the fire in that negotiation. Now, it feels like James Harden, and maybe this was promised to him at the time, he thought he was going to get a little bit of an incentive, right? He, he scratched the Sixers back last offseason. The Sixers would come back and make sure he was taken care of financially, and that $8 million he gave up a year ago would be returned with, with interest this offseason when he wanted a new contract. And it kind of felt, at least throughout the season, that he probably got an inkling early on that that might not be the case. And, and you really, it started on Christmas. Because think back to, to Christmas morning, Adrian Wojnarowski put out a report saying that James Harden wanted to go back to Houston. He missed Houston. That, that's where his home is now. And he wants to get back to, to you know where he's most comfortable. And weird little reports like that just kept popping up throughout the season where, you know, it was kind of, yeah, I think Bill Simmons said it was the, the worst kept secret that James Harden was going to leave the Sixers. And it just, it felt like he was, you know, kind of malcontent for for a while um, throughout the regular season. And then the playoffs come and, and he has, you know, a couple great games in the Boston series, but much like Joel Embiid, I mean, they, they fell short. And I've been adamant all offseason. We can't pretend that, you know, man, they, they took the Celtics to seven and they were that close because... Go back and watch the fourth quarter of Game 6 and all of Game 7 and tell me the Sixers were that close because the Sixers quit at the end of Game 6, right? And they, they quit in Game 7, and it, it wasn't close. They were blown off the court by a Celtics team that, that went on to, to lose pretty easily to the Heat, although they did force a Game 7 after falling down 3-0 in the Eastern Conference Finals. But after the, the regular season, you kind of look at where James Harden is now, he opts back in, and, and he opted in with the idea that he's going to get traded, and he wants to go to Los Angeles. It's where he grew up. He wants to play with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, who he's friendly with, and that seems to be his new goal. And just think back from the beginning of this timeline to now, this is a guy that was offered $160 million by the Brooklyn Nets three years ago. And right now, he's playing on a team-friendly deal that he opted into and is currently employed by a franchise that he has no interest in playing for, and the team that he does want to play for, I don't think is necessarily all that interested in having him come, right? I mean, there are reports that the Sixers and Clippers have had dialogue throughout the summer. They've certainly been in contact 
with the Clippers about possibly working a trade and getting a deal done. And and I don't think that's you know necessarily untrue, but I also don't think the Clippers are, are blowing up Daryl Morey's phone and banging down the door of the Sixers practice facility in Camden trying to get James Harden to their franchise. Feels kind of like a shoulder shrug. Like, yeah, you want to come along? Fine. Maybe. Like, like we're, I think they're okay with who they have right now, which I don't know if they should be based on what they've accomplished the last couple of years. But you look at, you know, the way these negotiations and the way everything has transpired throughout the summer, sure doesn't feel like the Clippers necessarily want James Harden either. And he's kind of stuck in the middle right now with a team in the Sixers who, who would like to have him back on his current cap number and his current deal and don't want to commit to him long-term, and as a result, James Harden doesn't want to be here. And the team that he does want to go to, I don't think is necessarily interested in having him on those terms either, or at least giving up assets to bring him in to to add him to the core of Kawhi Leonard and, and Paul George. So I can see where James Harden's frustrated because he really fumbled this from the beginning. And, you know, he negotiated in good faith with the Sixers, and things obviously haven't worked out the way he thought, but... He also put himself in this situation, and it's tough to have sympathy for a guy who now in the last three years has quit on three different franchises, and at some point you have to realize this is a pattern, and it might not just be you're getting wronged every season. The issue might be you. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. And now we move on to Daryl Morey, who I don't think is necessarily blameless in in any of this. Because what Daryl Morey has done since he got to the Sixers really hasn't been what I expected. I thought Daryl Morey coming to this team and becoming a part of this franchise would be a huge upgrade over what they had. When they had Brett Brown and Elton Brand kind of running things. And it just felt like they didn't really know what they were doing. And certainly he'd be an upgrade over Brian Colangelo and Jerry Colangelo and that whole mess um, that we remember not so fondly, but it's hard to forget how that blew up so quickly. And I don't look at what Darren Morris done, and I understand that his hands have been somewhat tied by the lack of assets and the lack of flexibility the Sixers had from, from the time he's gotten here. But, I mean, what's the best move he's made? Truly. I, I mean, the Sixers hired a coach before they hired him, so he was kind of locked in with Doc Rivers, and now they moved on it and got Nick Nurse, so I do think is an upgrade. But you look at this roster, kind of where they were a couple years ago to where they are now, and they don't have a lot of draft capital. They traded a lot of it for James Harden. They swapped out Ben Simmons for Harden, which I, I think a lot of people thought well, was a positive move, my, myself included. And this team is as top-heavy as it ever was. I mean, you go back... Really, from the beginning of this run, when they lost to Boston in five games, the the Toronto series where they lost in seven, then you have the bubble, the Atlanta series, uh, Miami they lost to, and now Boston again this year. The thing that this team has always struggled with is depth. And outside of Joel Embiid and and Harden, and you can really throw Maxi and maybe P.J. Tucker in there too, They've never been able to match up with teams in the postseason that can go seven deep, eight deep, maybe nine deep, kind of like the Celtics did um, this past season. It's always been, man, I hope our stars can play 45 minutes at a superstar level or else that's that. And, you know, we'll kind of shrug our shoulders and we'll move on to next season. And I thought it was foolish to kind of pin 
this team and this franchise's hopes on Joel Embiid and James Harden playing out of their minds in the postseason when we haven't seen that. And Joel Embiid certainly has a litany of excuses that we can run through, you know, because he's been hurt, because he's dealt with a, a variety of, of things during the playoffs. And I don't think we've ever really gotten full strength Joel Embiid at any point in the postseason in his career. But at some point, if you're counting on him to be that, that's on you. If you know that after seven years, this guy has never been healthy in the postseason, you enter a season saying, well, if he's healthy in the postseason, we're going to win a championship. I don't know. I don't want to I don't want to take that bet with you because that just seems foolish on, on your end. And you can say the same thing about James Harden, who's been in the league now entering his 15th season. And outside of that run he had as the sixth man for the Thunder, you know, 15 years ago, he hasn't really shown up in the postseason either. And his career has kind of been marred by, by coming up short. So now you look at what Daryl Morey has done with the Sixers and how much you really bet on the duo of Joel Embiid and James Harden. And it's tough to, to sit there and say, well, you know, what is he supposed to do? Well, I mean, build a better roster, right? Keep the, the depth aligned with this team and, and try to figure out how to complement these players better because so far he really hasn't done that. I, I mean, in three full seasons with the Sixers, what has been his best move? And maybe you think it's moving off of Ben Simmons and getting James Harden, but I think you'd have a tough time you know, selling that point to anybody this morning after what James Harden said. And I just I, I look at this roster, and they're older. They don't have a lot of talent. They don't have a lot of developmental pieces outside of Tyrese Maxey. And I love Tyrese Maxey. I think he's a, a great player and a fun player to watch, but... I don't know what his ceiling is. Like, I don't know if he's going to become a perennial all-star, a superstar on the level of, you know, Harden or Damian Lillard or, or pick your, your favorite superstar guard from the last decade. I, I just don't know if he can reach that upper echelon based on his size and, and some of the limitations that he has. And that's why he was available when the Sixers picked him in the draft. But I look at Daryl Morey, and I, I just wonder how does he pivot out of it? And if he's somehow able to, by all means, he deserves the, all the credit in the world, but I'm curious as to what his next move is because I think if I'm Josh Harris, if I'm the Sixers brass, and there aren't many people who rank higher than Daryl Morey in this organization, but if I were one of those people this morning and, and really this whole offseason, I would think he's on thin ice, and, and I would let it be known that, hey, I'm not sure how much longer this guy can can stay here because I don't know if he has the answers to to the questions that this team is currently faced with. And one of those questions is what to do with Joel Embiid, who has kind of run afoul with the fan base. And, and, you know, some people, based on some of his comments earlier this summer, he he said he wants to win a championship in Philadelphia or wherever else it may be, I think was the, the phrase he used. So, I'm curious where Joel Embiid's loyalty lies. Is it with the organization? Is it with Daryl Morey? Um, it certainly isn't with Nick Nurse, who we just met, you know, a couple weeks ago. And you kind of look in the relationship between Embiid and the fan base and the organization and Daryl Morey is really fractured right now. I don't think it's fractured beyond repairs. Certainly not. Um, and, and I think Joel Embiid is a smart person and a thoughtful person. And I don't think if you were to ever request a trade, it wouldn't be, you know, out of spite and it wouldn't be, you know, a, a, a rash decision. But I wonder what he thinks his future is here. 
because Joel Embiid isn't getting much younger based on his injury history and what we know about guys that size. You know, he doesn't have another decade of dominance in his body. If he does, that's unbelievable and great for him. But once again, I don't know if that's necessarily a smart bet to be making right now. And if I'm Joel Embiid, I have to have a conversation with Darren Morey. I have to have a conversation in this front office and wonder what their plan is to pivot out of that. And maybe it's, you know, the term gap year was thrown around a lot earlier in the offseason. And maybe that's what the Sixers have to do. Maybe they just unload James Harden. They they try to, you know, build up their, their cap money. They build up some cap space and trying to kind of rejigger this team and refigure things out next next offseason when they have more flexibility to build around Joel Embiid. But I don't know. I don't know if Daryl Morey's the guy for that because he's never really been capable of doing that. And right now, as James Harden's telling everybody he's not playing for the Sixers, I don't know how many other superstars are going to be willing to come here and play for a guy who has really alienated multiple superstars, um, depending on how you feel about Ben Simmons being classified. But he's alienated multiple all-stars. Um, we can use that phrase in the last couple years. So Joel Embiid has to be questioning if this is the guy who he should hitch his wagon and hitch the rest of his career to because right now it doesn't look like Daryl Morey's the guy who's going to be capable of delivering a championship to Philadelphia. So that'll do it today. Stay with us on, on WIP all day. We're, we're going to keep reacting to you know this James Harden quote, which is just unbelievable in a long line of unbelievable Sixers offseason moments. This has to rank towards the top. We'll talk about the Eagles' preseason opener on Saturday night and what we saw there. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Joe Gillio will be back from vacation. Excited to hear what he has to say about all of this. Thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. We'll talk to you tomorrow.